Tell me this. If you or somebody you care about needed help dealing with an addiction, would you know where to turn for help? It turns out that lots of Ohioans struggle to find even the most basic information, such as what facilities or organizations exist in their area, or how to pay for those services. On this episode, we talk with two Ohioans, Bill and Jackie Ayers, who are using the tragic loss of a family member to help others, which they've done by developing a web-based resource that's being used around the state. This is Prognosis Ohio, WCBE's health policy and politics report. I'm your host, Dan Skinner. Each week, we bring you a news roundup of healthcare developments in our state. Each week as well, we share with you an interview with Ohioans who are either making a difference in or have a unique perspective on health-related matters. Today's guests are Bill and Jackie Ayers of the Emerald Jenny Foundation. Before turning to them, though, it's time for our news roundup. First up, last month, Planned Parenthood announced that it would no longer receive funding under the federal Title X program because of a gag rule put in place by the Trump administration. The gag rule prohibits clinics that receive Title X funding from providing abortion services or referring patients to other places where they could access abortion services. Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio said recently that operating under the gag rule would have required providers at Planned Parenthood clinics to compromise care. Dr. Aniti Samani, a Planned Parenthood Advocates board member, likened the gag rule to being allowed to talk with a cancer patient about surgery, but not chemotherapy or radiation. While on a visit to a comprehensive women's care site in Northwest Columbus, Senator Sherrod Brown recently said, I'm very concerned that the Trump administration, which is specialized in taking health care away, is willing to take it away from up to 99,000 Ohio women. Enforcement of this gag rule takes place on September 18th, and a lawsuit to overturn this rule will be heard at the Federal Appeals Court in San Francisco later this month. Prognosis Ohio listeners might want to reach out and make their voices heard on this critical health care issue and follow policy developments coming out of the Trump administration that will limit women's health care options and put their lives at risk. Next up, there's new data on drug overdose deaths in Ohio. The 2018 data from the Ohio Department of Health shows a 22% decline in overdose deaths for the state, the first decline in deaths since 2009. For this, we should, of course, thank the paramedics, addiction specialists, advocates, healthcare practitioners, and others who have worked tirelessly to accomplish this. Those who have taken the bona fide public health approach towards addiction, not something we've done in the past when we tended to just lock folks up, should be given the lion's share of credit. While this decrease is good news, however, we still have work to do. Some counties, like Montgomery County, saw a 40% decrease, while Franklin County, which includes Columbus, saw a 10% increase. And we should note that despite this patchwork of decreases, Ohio still has the highest rate of overdose deaths in the country. Finally, listeners know that I'm a champion of local newspapers and the local healthcare beat reporters who write some of our state's most important health-related news stories. I would be remiss if I didn't mention something extremely sad in this category, which is that after 150 years, the Youngstown Vindicator's printing presses went silent on August 31st. As I've noted on this show, local newspapers still serve a critical role in calling attention to local healthcare stories that other media tend to miss. Ohio's healthcare reporters know the communities that they cover. We're going to miss the Vindicator's healthcare reporting, especially from people like the Vindy's longtime reporter, Bill Alcorn. I'll mention that toward the end of the Vindy's run, they published a piece on ambulances in Mahoning Valley that's really worth your time, and we'll link to it in the show notes. 
The piece was written by Jessica Harden and was made possible by the Center for Community Solutions Health and Human Services Journalism Grant. While Ohio's existing local newspapers will likely continue to feel all sorts of economic pressures, pieces like Harden's remind us what's at stake and how we benefit when newspapers thrive. Thanks to the Center for Community Solutions for supporting projects like this. And folks, please, before it happens again, subscribe to your local newspapers. It's time now to turn to today's guests. Bill and Jackie Ayers are co-founders of the Emerald Jenny Foundation, an organization established to honor Bill's daughter and Jackie's sister, Jennifer Emerald Ayers. Bill, Jackie, and a group of other Ohioans dedicated to the cause have produced a website that provides Ohioans with regionally specific and detailed information that makes it easier for those looking to enter into recovery or who want to help others to locate appropriate facilities and treatment services throughout the state. I spoke with Bill and Jackie at the WCBE studios in late August. Okay, now to our conversation. Bill and Jackie, thanks so much for being on the podcast with me. Thank you, Dan. You both came to this work in the same way many do, uh, which is through the tragic loss of your daughter and your sister uh, in 2016. I wonder if we can just start off, before we get into the website and the, the, the foundation and all the work you're doing now, can you just tell me a little bit about Jennifer and share some, you know, for our listeners? Of course. Um, I would love to talk about her. Um, my sister Jennifer was a chef. She was an artist. She was great at interior decorating. Um, and she was really a giver. She was always there to lend a hand to anyone struggling, whether it be an acquaintance or a friend. Um, and that's really been a driving force for us with the Emerald Jenny Foundation. Um, she had so many beautiful qualities that I continue to carry with me every day, and I'm a better person because of her. Thanks. And, you know, and we can add some of those other, uh, you know, moments or ideas uh, as, as we talk as well, because I know that, that that frames this, and we're trying to think about coming out of loss and doing something positive for other families, for other people out of that, because that's kind of what we have, right? So I, I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, of all the ways you could have made a difference um, after Jennifer's death, to use your family's loss to help others. You chose to build a website that provides resources, that provides information, you know, a, a searchable list of treatment facilities in particular. How did you decide that this was the maybe most high yield, high value thing you could do, the most needed of the different possibilities you had. Why this website? Well, after we went through the unimaginable, uh, you know, experience with Jennifer, we wanted to give back. And not being professionals in the field, we really started reflecting on all the challenges we had uh, prior to Jennifer passing. And it was one evening, and we thought if we could track down what resources are available, and began to categorize them and organize them, that we really felt this is what we could help, how we could help. Do you think this would have helped you, or were you, were you hearing from other families that this was something they needed? Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people who have websites, but, you know, they're more specific to a county, a uh, geographic location, maybe a specific facility. And we wanted 
to help families know what is available so they could begin to be part of the decision-making process. As I was looking at your website, one of my very basic thoughts was how incredible that this didn't exist already. I mean, we live in this age of the internet where there's information, but it's scattered throughout the web, which is really hard to navigate sometimes. And also when you're in the situation where you are trying to help somebody, you're in the middle of that reality, you really need this information to be ready at hand. You need mm -hmm. it to be easy yeah. to search, easy yeah. to find. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll tell you one of the biggest supporters we went in this, we attacked us from the family's perspective, and we just moved forward. Well, after we completed it, we got uh, connected with the state, and they have become one of our largest supporters. They uh, they have actually replaced their site with ours, and they've been helping us, and they're, they're awesome partners. And so that's just one example. As I was telling you, Bill, before <clears throat> we started talking today um, in the building the website that I put together for the book that my colleague and I Berkeley friends we put together a book on on the opioid addiction P a few people came to us after a while and said you this you need this on the front page of your website and it was your link it was the link to your website seeing it as a valuable resource so that's actually that's actually how I learned about um, the Emerald Jenny uh, Foundation and the website as well I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about what 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 were some of the challenges in building it I mean what what hurdles did you have to overcome? Oh, the first six months was very difficult because how we find uh, the resources is we call them. So we would check a website, we'd make a call, and many people wouldn't take our calls. You know, who are we? And um, so I'll say that- You're just some people out there yeah. and like, you don't have a fancy title or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so the group was very committed and um, they stuck to it. What we're finding now is that people are taking our calls. They want their uh, information to be as accurate as possible. And it's, you know, once we got it rolling, the dominoes started falling. Yeah. And, um, and we've, we've added, based on comments, we've added different uh, components. Like uh, Jennifer wasn't dealing with pregnancy but others are. So we added a pregnancy postpartum filter. And then uh, another area that came up was somebody who's battling a medical issue and addiction. That's, that's harder to find treatment for. So we put it on our list and uh, now we, we ask all the providers, do they work with medical doctors yeah. to support their addiction? So Jackie, I understand that you know you do some traveling around, and and I, I my understanding is that you're kind of involved in finding pieces here and there, and it's not a full time job, right? I mean, you're living your lives and doing this remarkable thing when you can. So I, I wonder what, what's your strategy for? Do you just kind of try to see if there are things you missed and you look around to find out, or are there certain regions you're trying to focus on that you know you don't have coverage in yet? So what I do is mostly from the background. We have a great group of women that call each facility um, individually. 
and make sure that the information that we have is accurate. And if there are any changes, they bring those to me. Mm-hmm. And I go on the back end of the website and enter them um, just to make sure that we have accurate information to provide to the community. It's been um, challenging and really, really actually kind of fun a little bit learning how a website works from yeah. the back end. You know, it is as a... Uh tragic as the situation is one of the things i found with my own situation with loss i like that you use the word fun because we need to enjoy and find ways to make this a labor of love right mm-hmm. something good um to actually make our state better right so the, I, I think that some people might actually say well fun that doesn't well but i, I totally get what you mean right mm-hmm. because you're saying i'm doing something positive i'm really trying to find that um that that, that glimmer of hope in all of this When we finished the state of Ohio, that was a big deal for us. You yeah. know, there's over 1,400 listings, and each place is called every six months. And we're starting to get a little bit of Google Analytics. That that was not something that really interested me that much. But, you know, we've reached 120,000 individuals mm. who are yeah. seeking treatment. So we are beginning to have an impact, and we're very proud of that. As, as you've been compiling EmeraldJennyFoundation.org, um, it strikes me that you have a 360 view that many people might not have in our state. I know uh, as a medical educator and as somebody who's working in this area now, I hear lots of stories around the state. But I wonder if you can tell us a little bit and tell our listeners what you've learned about the, the situation in our state. So the availability of treatment facilities, um, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, where are the holes? How are we doing? Can you give me a sense of like, how, how do you think about that question? Well, the way I think about it is uh, through what we have created, because uh, even uh, healthcare providers did not have a simple way to find, you know, if they were in, if a patient was in the emergency department, there wasn't a simple way, a uh, simple list of what the next steps are. You know, unlike, uh, Heart disease, the doctors know yeah. where that next step should be. I've heard tons of stories of <clears throat> folks in, in emergency departments who literally are told there's nothing, and they're sitting there calling place after place to mm-hmm. try to find out what next and can't even figure that out, sometimes because they don't know and can't find the information, but sometimes, it's at least in the past, it was because there just was nothing in some parts of the, the state. We're still getting information on that. We uh, In those middle areas, it's it's interesting, one of our latest Google Analytics showed that 52% of our of the people looking on our site are outside of the metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the more information we get about our site, we'll be able to help in that discussion a little. That is certainly something I hear <clears throat> quite a bit about is the disparity in addiction treatment facilities, especially inpatient facilities in rural areas. Um, and and we, we live in a state that's very uneven sometimes. We have some counties that are really invested, some counties that are not. Urban centers have a lot of resources that sometimes rural centers don't. Mm-hmm. Looking at your map, I mean, there is decent coverage throughout the state, but there are still some pockets as well. We, I, I, yeah. we were surprised as we were pulling it together because certain counties took us a while to complete. Other counties uh, didn't take us very long because there were 
there weren't that many services available. Yeah, and that is sort of a reflection of what it must be like to be dealing with addiction in those places and the same uh, exercise that folks go through trying to locate those kinds of resources. What about the financial side of the website? I mean, so when somebody does find one of these resources, um, as a health policy person, I know that that does not necessarily mean at all that it will be paid for, that it that an insurance company will be, um, be be able to reimburse or willing to reimburse. Does your website capture any of that, or do you have we, a way of thinking about that? We do talk about that on the website as best as we can. The initial goal was to have a box: insurance, no insurance. Well, once we got into it, we found that insurance is very complicated. And so, you know, if they're self-pay, we indicate that. If they take insurance, we mm -hmm. indicate that. But in that case, you know, you, you're probably going to need to do a follow-up with a facility to make yeah. sure that uh, they uh, take the insurance that you have or will take you even if you don't have insurance. I guess a related question to that is the kinds of facilities we have in this state. So when somebody is in the throes of addiction, um, you want to find a place that they will feel comfortable at, a place that will, A, have space for them, period. And then we mm -hmm. talked about the financial side, but also just that will be welcoming. So I think about folks like LGBT Ohioans that do kind of struggle with fit. Um, I've also spoken with some folks who are not religious and feel like there aren't too many addiction facilities around the mm -hmm. state that are not faith-based and that that wouldn't be a good fit for them. What we're trying to do is get f people into a place where they feel totally comfortable to just focus on their addiction and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Is that something you've also encountered in looking at this? That was something that was very important to me, especially the LGBTQ and um, the religious side of it. So you can actually go on emeraldjenny.org and there's a search engine and you can type in LGBTQ and it'll pull up places that have specialized groups or counseling that focus in on that as well as um, pregnancy postpartum or um, if they're religiously affiliated or mm -hmm. not. Great. Trying to find that really nice fit for somebody. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. at that time where they have so much to worry about already, they don't need to worry about discrimination, bias, or anything else. Exactly. That was very important to us. I'd just like to give you a chance in, in closing to kind of think about anything else you'd like to add about your organization, about the mission. You know, things that you see in the coming weeks, months, years, and where is this going? Where are you compared to where you want it to be? And where do you hope to be in some years? I think it's gone a lot further than I had imagined early on. You probably never saw yourself doing <clears throat> this kind of work, period, no, right? No, And that's no. true of a lot of folks you know, who have experienced we loss were like just this. trying to help families. Yeah. Now, uh, on the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction website, if you click Get Help, our logo shows up. So they use us to find treatment providers throughout Ohio. Uh, the Cleveland Clinic now uh, has us on their emergency department discharge instructions. And our mission would be to be on all the hospitals throughout the state. Yeah. Uh, but that's a start. There's one other hospital system that we believe is moving forward with listing us. Uh, Walgreens and Drug Mart both print out uh, information about 
the Emerald Jenny Foundation, depending on what prescriptions are ordered. Uh, so the momentum is getting there. And then your website, yeah. this all helps get the word out. So the goal is to send everybody who's experienced an addiction event home with your information so that they and the people around them, their support, their family, their friends can maybe use the website and know about it. Just knowing about it's one of the most important yes. uh, aspects here. I'm going to hire you. You <laughs> said it much better than I could. Well, I'm, I'm pretty cheap. So, <laughs> um, For listeners, just one more time to um, restate it, the website is accessible at emeraldjennyfoundation.org. And um, I'd just like to thank Bill and Jackie Ayers for joining me, for telling us a little bit about Jennifer, and for doing this kind of work around our state. And I hope more and more people know about it and that this small podcast will be one way to get the message out uh, through WCBE. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us, Dan. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks very much to Bill and Jackie Ayers for taking time out of their schedules to talk with us at the WCBE studios here in Columbus. Again, you can learn more about their work and be in touch with them at emeraldjennyfoundation.org. Prognosis Ohio is hosted by Dan Skinner and produced by Dan Skinner, Kyle Rosenberger, and Mark Franz. Jory Gomes assists with background research and copy. You can subscribe to Prognosis Ohio through WCBE's webpage, where you can also find some show notes for today's episode. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and really wherever you get your podcasts. We would love it if you'd leave a positive review so we can continue to grow the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at prognosisohio and email us at prognosisohio at gmail.com. Finally, as we work on growing the show, making it a solid foundation for ongoing conversations about important issues in health and healthcare here in Ohio, we're looking for some financial support. Rest assured, folks, this is no me undies operation, and we'd rather not make you sit through spots hawking gimmicky home delivery food boxes. I'm talking about Ohio events, publications, causes, things that are consistent with what we do here on the show and that our listeners will want to know about. If you're interested in underwriting Prognosis Ohio and getting your message to our growing base of loyal listeners, please do be in touch. Okay, until next time.